Can somebody say praise the Lord? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we're about to grow. Today we're going to talk about enlargement without limitation. Now I know some of you are saying, I'm not saying that. <laughs> Listen, the Lord said that He would bless you and put fat on your bones. Are you blessed today? I'm blessed. <laughs> today we're going to talk about enlargement without limitation. Today, we want to enlarge our vision. We want to enlarge our purpose. We want to enlarge our abilities, our talents. We want to enlarge. How many would like to enlarge your bank account? Amen. How many would like to enlarge your income? Enlarge your health? Some of you want to enlarge your families. <laughs> Listen, every, every, whatever you're believing... For the Lord to enlarge, you've got to take away the limitations. Because limitations exist in life. Amen? Luke, just turn me down just a little bit down over here. If you don't think limitations exist, I'm proud of you. We need to get to the place we're going to talk about today... I, I don't want to be limited. But I realize that in life there are limitations. And I realize that sometimes I use my limitations as an excuse. Instead of recognizing my limitations and growing through them and learning. And, and, and not allowing my limitation to stop me from excelling or stop me from doing what God's called me to do. Uh, just a little example. I, I work sometime with, with Pastor Marcello and uh, I, I'm his helper. I don't know how much help I give, but I try. And I'm learning. And so uh, Pastor is an electrician and uh, so, you know, I'm learning how to usually do all of the plugs. So, we're, we've been working on a house this week, and so pastor came to me, walked in the room, and he said, I need you to do something. I said, okay. He said, as you come to the switch, I want you to do that. I know my limitations. I don't know how to do the switches. There's too many wires. But I said, I'll try. And so he stood there and he showed me the, the three-way and the switch leg and the neutrals and the grounds. And I'm trying to take it all in. And I could have said, I can't do it. I know I don't know how to do it. And I could have stopped there. But if you're willing to learn. The thing that was a liability or a limitation, I'm sorry, a limitation, you can turn it and make it something that you know, something that you're comfortable with. Now, I did that switch. Now, 
I went around the corner and I got to the next one and it had about 15 wires. And I said, I'm not ready for that one. <laughs> but tomorrow, I'm going to keep working and I'm going to keep learning and I'm going to keep asking questions. I may ask the same question over and over, but soon enough, I'll learn it. Used to work with Brother Johnny sometimes and I always stood on the dumb end of the board. You know, there's a smart end and a dumb end. I like to stand on the dumb end. Let them do the measure. Let them do the cutting and I just hold. But if you never stretch yourself, if you never learn something new, you're going to be stuck on the dumb end the whole, your whole life. I don't want to be stuck on the dumb end. Amen? I don't want my limitation to stop me from excelling, to stop me from enlarging. No, you can say today, I don't know everything. There's so many things I don't know. So many things I don't know how to do. But if you want to learn, you will not be limited in anything in your life if you're willing to try. Let me make a statement. I want you to listen to this. We're going to start with it, and we're going to end with it. And then we're going to work our way through it. To break off your limitation, you need to make a decision. You need a determination to succeed. And you need to refuse satanic distractions that prevent you from reaching your destinations by trusting God for divine interventions. Can I get a big amen? Today we're going to talk about decisions, determination, and distractions. Because I want you, at the end of this message, I want you to be able to step up and say, I will not let my limitations determine my enlargement. I'm, today, I'm going to enlarge my place, my mind, my heart. I'm going to enlarge the kingdom of God in my heart. I'm going to enlarge my vision. I'm going to enlarge my purpose. I'm going to enlarge whatever God. I'm not going to be limited today. Can I get an amen? Turn in your Bibles to the book of 2 Kings, chapter 6. And we're going to read verse 1 through 7. A, a very familiar story. I love this story. But maybe you've never heard this story before. This is a cool story. And uh, we're just going to look at some uh, things in here today. 2 Kings chapter number 6. Beginning in verse number 1. The sons of the prophets said to Elisha, Look now, the place where we live before you is too small for us. Let us go to the Jordan and each man get there a house or a beam and let us make a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go. Let me just stop there for a moment. So when you realize and you understand that the place that I'm at today, when I got there, it was a good place. When I got there, it fit. When I got there, I had made my route. I had 
grown into that place. But how many knows over time you can grow out of a place? Over time, you can get uncomfortable in a place. Over time, places can become crowded. You get married. You move into a one-bedroom apartment. And it's just you and your love. And you love to be close together. You love just to be side by side. and You love not to be able to get out of ear distance. And time goes on. And you need a little more space. My daddy used to say, you know, in the Bible when... A man and a woman got married in the Bible times. The man was not allowed to go to war for one year. He had to stay home, take care of his wife. My daddy said, because after a year, he was ready to go kill somebody. I don't know if that's true. I've been married 32 years, and I don't want to kill nobody yet. She's probably wanted to kill me a few times. But all of a sudden, you have a baby. And now, that baby needs a room. Because you don't want to keep them in your room all the time. And then, another one comes along. And another one. And you outgrow. And, if your wife's like mine, she likes Ross. And Marshall's. And home goods and Amazon. And you need to build on just for her stuff. You run out of room. And we have limitations, and she doesn't like limitations. She don't want to get rid of her stuff, so we just have to make things bigger. That's the way that God wants us to do in our spiritual life. That's the way we want to do in our heart. That's how we want to do in our callings. Uh, Amen. Stop limiting God. Stop saying, I only have this little box. This is all I can handle. Come on. Let's enlarge ourselves. Let's open our minds. Let's open our heart. Amen. Let's get enough room that God can pour in some more blessing. How many could use some more blessing? But you got to have room to contain it. So they said, this place is too small for us. This was a Bible school. This was a school of the prophets. Elisha, a man of God, and people wanted to learn from him, and people kept coming, and it was fine with just a few, but now they said, there's too many of us. We're tired of sleeping that many guys in a room. We want our own space. And he said, hey, let us go over the Jordan and let us go and every man, let's, let's cut down some trees and let's make some wood and let us build a bigger place. And you know what the man of God said? Any man of God that's a true man of God that sees people growing, uh, amen, is going to want to say this. Go! Go and do what's in your heart. Anybody that tries to keep you small and keep you down and keep you under thumb and under... Listen, that's not somebody you want to receive from. You need somebody that's willing to push you out. 
a bigger place. Push you to a bigger vision. Push you, amen, to get out there and try. Amen. Anybody that tells you, oh, no, don't try anything, you might fail. Don't listen to them. Yeah, you might fail, but you'll never know till you try. And if you do, all you got to do is get up and try again. Aren't you glad Thomas Edison didn't quit? Aren't you glad Henry Ford didn't quit? I'm glad that people, and you know what? Sometimes they would ask people like that uh, about failures. How you failed so many times? And you know his answer? I didn't fail. I just know a lot of ways it don't work. See, it's a mentality. Do you have a limited mentality? Does your mentality limit you? Or is your mind open and you say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? This place is too small. You know what? You know what my daddy told me before he died? When this place gets too small for what God's doing, sell it and go build a bigger one. This was his like third, fourth church. Outgrew a storefront, outgrew a storefront, outgrew another building, and here we are. And if the vision someday outgrows, then we're not stuck. This is not a shrine. This is a vision. And vision grows. And if it becomes too small, then we'll move on and we'll let somebody else grow into this vision. We'll do whatever God wants us to do. They said, it's too small. We want to go. And the man of God said, go. Get under somebody. Amen. Get in somebody. Get in a class. Get somewhere where somebody says, go. You can do it. Parents, don't be the one that just tries to keep them at home and keep them under routes and keep, come on, be the one that pushes them and says, go. You can do it. Well, what if they what if they fail and make a mistake? They will. And you'll be there to pick them up and help them and they'll learn from it. And then you're going to push them and say, go do it again. Mama bird, after a while, she'll push them out of the nest. If they don't fly, they hit the ground. She'll get them. She'll help them, get them up. Get them up there, take care of them a little bit longer, and then push them again. Sooner or later, you're going to learn to fly when you get tired of hitting the ground. But when people always coddle you and, and protect you and don't ever let you try anything, you get spoiled. we got a lot of spoiled people today. Go. Go. And so one said, listen to this. Oh, I love this. One said, be pleased to go with your servants. Wow. Here's all this school, all these people that believed in Elijah... They trusted Elijah. They were there to learn from him. But only one asked him to go with them. Not everybody wants the preacher to go with them. Not everybody asks the preacher to come over and eat. Not everybody takes the preacher on vacation with them. They're afraid he's going to ruin their fun. Only one said, Hey, Elijah, would you go with us? And you know what he said? I will go. Listen, if you ask me, I'll go. I like to go. I like to eat. I'll go. 
So he went with them, and when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. Now, I love that. Listen, when they got there, they didn't all sit down and say, Okay, Elisha, cut cut us down some trees. There's a lot of people that want the preacher to do all the work for them. You grow for me. Listen, I can't grow for you. I can grow for me. I can help you. I can teach you. I can show you how. I can show you the exercises. But I can't make you work out. I can show you the food. But I can't make you eat. I can lead you to the water. But I can't make you drink. And you've got to take the initiative. If you want to grow, if you want to enlarge without limitation, you can take what's being taught, but you have got to put the axe to the tree yourself. That's a good place to clap. Only one person wants to cut a tree. But he was with them. He was there. He was encouraging them. Come on, you can fulfill your vision. And he, was, he probably gave them some instruction. They said, do you think this is a good place? Yeah, I think it's a great place. And they begin to work. But as one was felling his beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried, Alas, my master. For it was borrowed. Now, when I first read this, I thought, what a shame that this guy, no doubt a grown man, wasn't even blessed enough to own his own axe. Listen, there are people in this world that's not willing to work hard enough to buy their own axe. But we've all been in that position, haven't we? And we've all had to borrow something. And it never fails when you borrow something. It's when it breaks. Now, the right thing to do is if it breaks in your possession, you fix it. Or you replace it. I've had many people just bring it back. Hey, I borrowed this. Sorry, it broke. Well, I didn't break it. It was fine when it left. But this man, I mean, here, this man is failing his beam. He is working his vision. He is working his goal. He wants to make his life better and bigger. He wants to take away the limitation. He has had to borrow an axe to make it possible. And now then, the axe head fell off. You ever had a hammer that the head kept falling off? Or an axe? And, and I, put, I put screws in it. You put a wedge in it. And then sometimes you hit and then put it on the ground and knock it back down. And you hit. <laughs> Time to buy a new one. It was borrowed. I want us to stop right there. Well, sometimes when we look at the success of others, we can get jealous. We can get envious. We can look at what other people have. And this is where young people make mistakes. Is uh, Because right now, as soon as you get married or as soon as you graduate high school, listen to me, all you seniors, you're going to start getting credit card 
mail, advertisements. They're going to want to give you a card. They want you to go out. And what happens is young people look at mom and dad and they go, wow, mom drives this car and dad's got this truck and they got this and they have a house. and they... We want all that. They don't know it took us 32 years to get it and we still owe the bank for a lot of it. But they want it now. And they put everything on credit. Now they're up to debt to their eyeballs. And now then they're stressed. And now then money is the number one cause of divorce. They put themselves in a situation to where they're... And the devil loves that. He loves to get you tied down so you can't even think about doing something for God or going on a mission trip or, or, or doing going on a men's trip or a ladies' trip because you're tied down and you're limited. Oh, I don't want to be limited. I don't like to be limited. But we look at people, sometimes we cry and we say, well, why doesn't that happen for me? Why, why can't I have it like that? And if we're not careful, we get consumed with that jealousy. And sometimes we just say it's not fair. Can, can, can I go ahead and just... I don't know the word I'm looking for. But let me just say it and settle it in your mind. Life is not fair. It's not. But you're going to get out of it what you put in it. The harder you work, the better it'll be for you. But we're in a generation and we're in a time to where everybody wants everything that others worked for, but they want it for free. There's people out there that want a 15 and $20 minimum wage and they got a $3 work ethic. They want to show up late, call in sick all the time, and when they're there, they're stealing toilet paper. Did you know that employers, that businesses lose millions of dollars every year because of employees stealing toilet paper? Everybody wanting something they're not willing to work for. But I'm telling you, life is not fair. But if you'll work hard, if you'll pray, if you'll honor God, if you'll pay your tithe, if you'll stop limited. Listen, you're only limited by your own limitations. If you don't know how to do something, learn. Go back to school. Get in a trade. Get somebody that knows how. If you don't know how, somebody does. Get with them and learn. Ask questions. But there's many that are happy right where I'm at. And they never move forward. And that's okay. But if you want to go further, you're going to have to Enlarge yourself, your mind, your heart, your ability, your capability. Everybody say, enlarge me. Listen, God has something special and unique for you. You're special. You're unique. And He has a plan and a purpose for you. And He wants you to succeed. And God has no limitations. But listen, there, there are certain things that, that, that sometimes we, we go, I want to be like them. 
But listen, God didn't make you like them. You are you. You're unique. We're all limited in different areas in different ways. And here's the deal. I don't have to know everything. I just have to know somebody that knows. I don't have to learn how to build a cabinet. I just call Brother Johnny. I don't have to learn how to do plumbing. I just call Brother Cody. I don't have to learn how to do electricity. I just call Pastor Marcelo. Even though I've done it, even though I've known it, even though I've been shocked lots of times. I came home from wiring that house and was putting in a stove. And I called Marcelo. I just want to verify. Black goes to black. Ground goes to ground. But I got a problem. The other wire's white. And that wire's red. I knew that's where it went. But I wanted to confirm. And I kept asking questions. Until pastor said, just let me come over there. And he came over there. And I watched him hook it up. Just like I would have done. But I learned something. That big old fat 220 wire. I don't like 220. 220 will kill you. 110, it just makes you feel good. I get shocked all the time with 110. It's probably not good for me. Maybe what's wrong with me? I don't know. But every now and then I, I hear him in the other in the part of the house. Oh, well, I don't know. Oh, he got it too. Watch him take that wire and unbraid it and split it into a Y. And then stick that Y up on that screw. And I'm like, man, that's smart. Why didn't I think of that? Well, I didn't have to. I had him. So listen, you're not limited if you know somebody smarter than you. Be willing to ask for help. There's so many people that are too prideful to ask for help. And that's why they don't go to the Lord. That's why they don't pray first. Because they think, I got this. The Bible says in all things, everything we do, acknowledge God. Ask God for His help. I used to laugh at my dad. We'd be on our way to do a little job, plumbing or whatever, and he would pray. And I'd be like, that's so silly. I'm just going to unscrew that pipe. And I started to unscrew that pipe, and I broke it off in the wall. And I'm thinking, I should have prayed. I learned now. I pray over everything. Lord, please let it let loose. Listen, we learn because we're limited. But none of us are limited in the same way. The issue here is whether we're willing to learn from our limitations or use them as an excuse not to reach our full potential. You ever heard somebody say these words? You hear kids say it all the time. I can't. Do not let your kids get by with, I can't. My mom or daddy would say, can't, never could. But I'm going to show you and I'm going to teach you how. I was thinking the other day, I didn't say it out loud, but I thought it. 
while I was painting Miss Amy's office, I did myself a big disservice 32 years ago by not making her help me. Let me, let, let, let me say this to all you young married couples. Husbands, don't just do everything for your wives. Teach them how. I wish I'd have taught her to cut in and to roll, and then we'd have been working together instead of me working her watching. That's true. So if they help and you complain, they're not helping no more. I should have said, baby, that's beautiful, and just repainted the trim later. Sometimes we work harder because we think we can do it better. We do that with our kids. Move out of the way. I can do that quicker. We just, we don't teach them. It's putting in a toilet. My daddy said, son, don't tighten that too tight. It'll break. Yes, sir. I tighten it up. Son, don't tighten it too tight. It'll break. Yes, sir. I tighten it again. He said, son, move out of the way. You're going to break that. He got down there and turned it. Pow, it broke. He said, see, I told you it'd break. If I'd have broke that, I'd have never heard the end of it. But sometimes we get impatient in our teaching and we're putting limitations on our children. Come on, teach them to succeed. And here's the deal. Number one, the decision. Everybody say the decision. See, the sons of the prophets made a decision that where they were at was too small. Are you willing to say today, you know what? I don't have everything I want. I'm not everything I want to be. I don't have all the education. I don't have all the money. I don't have whatever it is. Now, if you're sitting here today going, I got it made. I got everything I... There's nothing in this world I need. I am not talking to you today. You just sit there and play on your phone. No, don't do that. That distracts me. Listen, most of us, if you're willing to make a decision today that, you know what? I don't have everything. I'm not everything. I haven't accomplished everything. I haven't gone everywhere I want to go. I haven't seen everything I want to see. I've not experienced everything. You know what? Stop limiting yourself. So many people say, well, how do you do so much? I'll tell you how. We Make a decision, we're going to do it. We put it on the schedule. We book it. And then we pay, 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 pay. Do we pay for it? And then when the time comes, we go do it. Most people just say, oh, I want to do that someday. But they never make the decision. You just have to make a decision. And then you do whatever it takes. You have one less cup of coffee. You have one less this or that. You, cut, you, you do whatever it takes. You work another job. You do a side. You do whatever it takes to get a little, the money to do what you've decided to do. You want to go back to school? Well, how am I going to do that? They have all these online things you can do. I don't have time. Everybody says, I don't have time. But if I figured up the time that you watch TV, I bet you have time. Oh, I'm just meddling now. 
Lord, enlarge me. Somebody say, Lord, enlarge my territory. Listen, if you're going to enlarge your territory, first of all, you've got to enlarge your view of God. Some of you have a limited view of who God is and of what God can do. And if your God is limited, then you're going to be limited. Can I tell you today? My God's not limited. He can do all things. If we have a desire for enlargement, there's the first thing. We've got to make a decision. I'm going to do it. God wants you to enlarge your territory, but you've got to desire it. You've got to make a decision toward it. I've asked this question many, many times. I'll ask it again. How many would like to play the piano? How many would like to be able to play the piano? You, 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 like, okay. Now, how many of you are taking piano lessons? So you really don't want to. See, when you want to do something, you make a decision that'll get you to that goal. We all say we want to do things, but then sometimes we'll say, well, well, why don't you do that? Well, no, I don't have time for that. I want to do it. What we want is for God just to, we just want to sit down and God just miraculously give us the ability. But we don't want to practice. I mean, I, we, we go to the gym all the time. I look around at all those guys with big muscles and I go, I want to be like that. Pastor says, you want to do another rep? No, I want to go to Whataburger. See, my decision determines my outcome. I'm not willing to put in the work. I just say I want to. Have you ever had a season where you just felt like, as Chrissy just said earlier, you got a billion failures? Everything you do, nothing works. Have you ever felt like that heaven's just closed? God doesn't hear your prayers? That everything you do, you're limited in? Yeah, we all have those times. That's the moment. You've got to make a decision. This place is too small for me. When you get in that box, you're closed in, that's the time to make the decision. I'm, I'm getting out of here. I'm going somewhere bigger. I'm going to build me something better. It's not easy. I mean, it's not. Back then, I mean, think of it. Now we got chainsaws, skill saws. and I mean, you can just go down and buy lumber if you're a millionaire. I went down and bought some sheets of paneling for our closet. I, bet, I used to buy that for like $6.99. I paid $20 a sheet. And it's thinner. I picked it up and it was just like, like what in the world? That's like paper. Listen, you've got to believe. His, his desire is for us to walk in fullness. His desire is, is that we were, we were made to walk in freedom. We were made to walk in success. We were not made to fail. Amen? I mean, the thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I come that you have life and have it how? More abundantly. If you're not living a more abundant life, then you haven't arrived and you need to enlarge your territory and you need to overcome some limitations. Amen? 
Number two, you don't just need to make a decision, but you've got to have a determination. Because I'm telling you, we all have made decisions, and then when it got a little hard, we quit. I, re- I regret that in my life. I was taking piano lessons uh, from a wonderful teacher. And, uh, but I was a teenager and I had other things that I wanted to do. And I just griped and everything. My mom let me quit. She always regretted it. And I regret it to this day. I can play that one song she taught me. But that's it. I played violin, and there was an older preacher that was retired. She always wanted me to go with him and let him teach me some things, and I didn't. So I used my violin today for decoration. You know why? Because I didn't have a determination to complete what I decided to start. We can never allow. Listen, listen. In life, we've got to Understand that we have a God-given vision and we need that to be our passion. We need it to drive us. What, what, what gets you out of bed in the morning? I know. Your wife. Kicking you out saying, go to work. We've got bills to pay. But what drives you to be successful? What Do you have a drive? How many have ever lost their drive? That's not good. You can get it back, though. See, did you, did you know the devil, on, he, he attacks people that have God's grace and His favor on their life? When God sees people that make a decision, as soon as people make a decision, the devil's right there to try to discourage you. To tell you you can't do it. Tell you to give up and quit. And sometimes, he'll use the people closest to you. Yeah. That's why you got to be careful who you share your vision with. You go ask old Uncle Broke Ernie. Hadn't worked in 20 years. How to be successful. You're talking to the wrong people. Go talk to somebody that's working two or three jobs. They'll tell you how to be successful. We've got to have a determination. We've got to know that we can never allow our failures and defeats to prevent us from progressing in life. We can't let those billion failures stop us from our successes. Because if you get knocked down, what do you do? You just get back up. It doesn't matter how many times you fall. It just matters that you get up one more time. Then you fall. If you have a passion to see your God-given vision come to pass, then you're not going to allow a hindrance or limitation to stop you. Micah 7, 8 says, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be my light. Somebody just needs to tell the devil, Hey, don't worry about me just because I fell down. I'm about to get back up. You might have knocked me down, but you didn't knock me out. God is never limited by time or space or circumstances. God has no boundaries. And God has every answer to every question. We just need to ask Him. Because He is willing to speak. God is controlling power. And He's taking care of it. He's full of grace and full of mercy. Full of favor. He has got everything you need. How do I enjoy the blessings of God? Would anybody like to enjoy the blessings of the Lord? 
The Bible says the Lord maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow. Did you know there's a lot of rich, miserable people? And there's a lot of rich, happy people. There's a lot of poor, miserable people. And there's a lot of poor, rich, I mean, miserable, poor, miserable people. Listen, it's money does not make you happy. But it can sure buy you some stuff that will. No. That's a country song. That's not the word of God. God says, if you do things right, I'll bless you. And you can lay your head on your pillow at night with peace, knowing that you got it by good, hard day's work. And you didn't get it illegally. You didn't get it by cheating somebody. And you can sleep peaceably. And you pay your tithe off of it. And then the Lord blesses it and multiplies it. And He wants your barns to be filled. And He wants you to be blessed. And He'll run as much money through you as He knows, amen, that you can get it to some other body. And you can bless the kingdom. And you can feed the hungry. And you can meet the needs of those around you. How do I enjoy the blessings of the Lord? Number one, have faith in God, not men. Your boss is not your source. God is. Overcome all of your doubts about the promises of God to you. That's what the devil does. The devil will tell you, oh, those promises, those are for other people, not you. Everybody say, all the promises in the Word of God are for me. Start believing it. And then you got to have a spirit of endurance. I, I, I can't remember who it was. Terry Kennard, I think. I don't know how that word, name just came to me. I hadn't thought of it in 20, 30 years. Uh, she talked about tenacity. Anybody here when she spoke on that? You remember what it was? Tenacity. The ability to stick. <laughs> how many ever used some glue that had no tenacity? Don't you hate it? You ever use tape that don't have tenacity? It's not good, is it? And people without tenacity are no good either. Have the ability to stick to something. But you, know, you, you know where it starts? I'll tell you something. It starts when your kids are little. If they start something, make them finish it. Because if you let them quit, they'll quit on the next thing. And then they'll quit on the next thing. And then they'll start quitting jobs. And then they'll start quitting marriages. And then they'll start quitting on their kids. And listen, and then they'll quit on God. Don't raise a quitter. Come on. But you know, how do you do that? You don't be a quitter. Huh? You'd be like Jeff Dunham's dummy. He asked him if he ever been to AA. He said, no, that's for quitters. None of y'all, y'all don't even know who that is. Some things you need to quit. Some things you need to quit. It's not good for you. If it's bad, yeah, quit it. But listen, you got to make a decision. And then, what about the distractions? So here they are. They're building their house. They've got a vision. Amen. They've made a decision. We're leaving this place. It's too small. We're going to a bigger place. And now then, man, they begin to work. And they're cutting down trees. And they're falling trees. And they're stripping trees. And they're starting to build. And here's one man. He's got a vision. He's got a plan. He's made a decision. He's not been distracted or disappointed. But all of a sudden, with one blow... 
the axe head falls off. Now, all of his dreams have come to an end. Have you ever felt like that? What I started out to do has failed. I might as well quit. Might as well give up. Hey, guys, I'm going back. I'm going to go back over to the small place. I'm going to go back to where it was comfortable. I'm going to go back to where I knew what I was doing. Here, I, I, I failed. I had a vision. But now then, the axe head fell off. And not only that, it wasn't even mine. It was borrowed. So now then, i got to figure out a way to buy my friend a new axe. The dreams are, I'm a failure. You ever felt like a failure? that they asked the man of God. Come on, listen, when you fail, when you make mistakes, don't, here's, here's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to run away from the church. He wants you to run away from the pastor. He wants you to run away from your spouse. He wants you to run away from your friends. He wants you to get in isolation. He wants you to get depressed. He wants you to get sad. He wants you to get in the dark and just, oh, I can't believe that happened to me. Why, life is not fair. That's what the devil wants. But what God wants is for you to come to Him. He cried out, oh no. Where's Elisha? Elisha! Man of God! I have a problem. What's the problem? I was chopping down my tree to enlarge my vision. And the axe head fell off. And it's steel. And it's sunk to the bottom. And it's too deep. And it's too muddy. I'm sure he had all the excuses. Why? I, I remember one time we were out fishing. With my daddy in a little flat bottom boat. We had a battery in the back. And I don't know why. For some reason I was back there messing with that thing. And I was going to move it from one side to the other. And when I did I got wobbly and I dropped it over the side of the boat you know what I got in the water I went that was way before I was a scuba diver I went diving we found that thing and we pulled it back up I could have sat right there in that boat and said oh, I don't know what's in that water I don't know how deep it is. I don't listen, there was no excuse. Plus, I'm sure my daddy said, Boy, get in and get that. You dropped it, you go get it. And you know what? Elisha, he said, Where'd it fall? He said, Right here. And the Bible says that Elisha, let's let, let's just let's just read it. And the man of God said, Where did it fall? And when he showed him the place, Elisha cut off a stick and threw it in there, and the iron floated. I like one of the other versions that says, and the iron did swim. And then Elisha said, pick it up. And he put out his hand and took it. Now, this is key right here. We're closing. We're finished it up. There's a lot of people that when they fail, when the axe head falls in, yeah, they throw a fit. They, they want somebody to fix it. 
But when Elisha did a miracle, he threw in the stick and the axe head floated. I want you to notice, Elisha didn't pick it up. Elisha didn't go get it. Elisha told him, you pick it up. Listen, it's your vision. It's your mistake. Own up to it. Put out your hand and take a hold of it. And take your failure and turn it into a success. Stop wanting everybody else to do it. Put out your hand and take it up again. Oh, but that's the thing I dropped. That's why you got to pick it up again. You got to put out your hand. Oh, God has a plan. Listen. The axe head was recovered. The hope that was lost was restored. The goal that was was recovered. The lost ambition was realized. Why? Because God had a plan. Your vision can come to pass. Your plan can come to pass. Your purpose can be fulfilled if you'll just once again put your hand out and take a hold of it. God has made it to float. Come on. I wish I had more time to preach this, but I don't. What was that stick? It was the cross. I'm telling you, it was another time when Israel came and they came to bitter water and they couldn't drink it and they took a stick and they threw it in the water and it became sweet. Why? It was a type and a shadow of the cross of Jesus Christ. When you come to a bitter situation, put in the cross. When you lose your hope and your vision, Put in the cross, and the cross of Jesus Christ will bring you new hope. But you have to put your hand out and take a hold of it. Jesus stretched his hands out as far as he could. Now it's your turn to reach out and take a hold of his. When we reach the end of our rope, there's help. When we reach the point and the world and the flesh and the devil are going to tell you, give up, quit. But God tells you, keep going. You can make it. Listen, people say, How do, God, God doesn't know where I'm at. He doesn't know what I'm going through. Proverbs 15, 3 says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding evil and good. I'm telling you, there's nothing going on in Washington that God doesn't see it. There's nothing hidden that's not going to be brought to light. There's nothing in your life that He is missing. He is counting the hairs on your head. He loves you and He's watching you and He's waiting for you to call on Him. If Peter had never called on Jesus, I wonder if he'd have just stood there and watched Him sink. I don't know. But I know Peter did. He started sinking. And he said, Lord, have mercy. And immediately Jesus took his hand and picked him up. And they walked again. Put your hand out today. Put it back. Get a hold of your vision. Get a hold of your purpose. Get a hold and say, Lord, I want to enlarge my territory. Second Chronicles 16.9 For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. To show himself strong in the behalf of them whose hearts are perfect toward him. Can I tell you? God is looking today at you. 
And he wants you to succeed. Let's have a heart after God. He loves you. Hebrews 4.15 said he's touched with the feelings of your infirmities. He knows your suffering today. He knows your heart. He knows your mind. He cares about you more than you can ever imagine. Our problems seem insurmountable in our own eyes. But they're really just an opportunity for God. Look at it that way. This is not a problem. This is just an opportunity for God to do a miracle. Can I get an amen? Listen, God will use our trials, our heartaches, our burdens to bring us to a place where we can see our need and then we can trust God to meet it. Think about it. As long as we handle things, why do we look to the Lord? As long as I can do it, as long as I have all the answers, I never ask. But when we get to the place to where we go, I can't handle it, and I don't have the answer, and then we come to God. And God makes a way where there seems to be no way. Can I get an amen? Let's finish the way we started. To break off your limitation, you need to make a decision. You need a determination to succeed. You need to refuse satanic distractions that are designed to prevent you from reaching your destination by trusting God for divine intervention. I'm telling you today, that lost axe head was a disaster. It was just a distraction. But when they called on God, He made the axe head swim. But He made Him reach His hand out and take it. I'm telling you, your vision's right before you. Your purpose is right before you. Maybe it sank. Maybe it's been out of sight. Maybe it's been out of mind. Maybe you thought you couldn't accomplish it. But I'm telling you today, it's right before you. I'm going to pray. And we're going to ask God to make that axe head swim. We're going to ask God to bring that back to the surface of your heart and your mind. Not only to revive that old vision and promise, but to give you new vision and promises. But I can't reach out and take hold of it. Only you can. All over this building, on Facebook. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's, let's make a decision today. How many wants to make a decision today? That you will not allow limitation to stop you from enlarging. If so, put up one hand. Now, how many will say today, Pastor, I am determined to be successful. Put up the other hand. Now, you should have two hands up. Now, let's call on the Lord. Father, today, in the name of Jesus, we stand here and we failed. We've made mistakes. We've given up on hopes and dreams. Our axe head has fallen off. But today we cry unto the Lord and because of the cross, you make the impossible possible. So, Father, right now, bring to the surface those hopes and dreams and those plans, those gifts, those talents, those abilities. Take away my limitations and enlarge me 
to the point of great success. Father, I see it before me. Everybody pray with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I see it before me. I failed in the past. I've lost vision and hope. But because of the cross, Jesus gives me hope. My vision, my purpose, and my plan is before me. I decide today. I'm determined today. I will not be distracted today. I'm going to reach out and take it. Now take both of those hands that are up in the air. If they're not, put them back. I know that was a long time to pray. Hold them up there. Y'all need to do some more shoulder exercises. Alright. Now we're up to the... We've cried on the Lord. The Lord's put in the cross. The vision is floating before us. Now what are we going to do about it? Now reach out. Put your hand on it. Pick up that vision. Pick up that purpose. Pick up that goal. And say, Lord, today, come on, stretch out. Wrap your hands around it. Now pull it into your heart. Father, today, thank you for enlarging my territory. Thank you that I've put my hand back on my vision, back on my goal. I'll not be limited by what I know. I'm going to know more. I'm not limited by what I have. I'm going to have more. I'm not limited on what I can do because you can do all things. So I pull that vision, I pull that purpose back into my heart and I ask you to help me fulfill it today in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap today.